0: Hello, and welcome, listeners, to another episode of Cathode Raycast, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about all things television. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast and giving this one a listen. I am your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and we're just going to cut straight through today to get to this television show that we're talking about. Uh, my co-host, my guest today, is Robbie Anderson. Hello.
1: Hi. <laughs> uh,
0: hey. I. Th- I think both of us were really excited about this show uh, when this show was announced and when you were kind of starting to learn about what this show was going to be about. I think we were both pretty jazzed to see how they were going to do this. I think overall, we're both pretty like on board with the Marvel television series that they're putting out on Disney Plus. Um, So we th- we thought that this would be a good one to talk about. And now we're here, and we're going to talk about it. And what did you think, Robbie, overall, and listeners, mind you, we don't have a spoiler-free section of Cathode Raycast, so if you are joining us for the first time, we are going to pretty much dive straight into talking about our thoughts about the show. Um, It's six episodes long, it's really short. If you do want to go back and watch the show prior to listening to this podcast, feel free. Pretty easy to do. It's all out there now. Um, but if you want to just listen to us, talk about it for a little bit and not watch it, that's totally cool, too. But we're about to get into it. So, Robbie, overall, you and I have kind of discussed our opinions. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the show as a whole before we dive into like specifics?
1: Well, you know, they call it Moon Night, but more like Midnight. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, I, I agree with everything you said earlier on like why, you know, why you chose to do Moon Knight for this episode and why, you know, we were excited for it and, you know, how we've covered over other Marvel fare on Catherine Raycast and it's led to a good conversation. And yeah. I think generally we've been pretty positive. There's like a few outliers that I'm not super hot on and we, maybe we'll touch on those later, but, um, yeah, Moon Knight just... From the jump, I just wasn't super, like, on board with it, which is a bummer because, like, you know, I love Oscar Isaac and the pitch of it being, um, I think you said, like, Indiana Jones meets Fight Club. I was just like, I mean, that sounds cool. I'm into that. And it's kind of more like National Treasure meets Power Rangers, you know? (laughs) Like, it's not quite as good as those two properties. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, and I I think the show has, like, its merits. I think there are things in there that are interesting. It's not a complete, like, it's mid night. It's not, fuck this night, or, like, this sucks night. Like, there's something about it that's still, like, it has redeeming qualities, you know? It's not a total wash. But, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, my my general takeaway is that I just, like, could not vibe with it. I thought it was, like, kind of convoluted, and I also, in, in a weird way, like, you know, I think for a lot of Marvel stuff, uh, Easter eggs and your prior knowledge to the comics, like, should not make... This should not be necessary material for the show. If anything, it should just elevate what the show's already doing. And I feel like across the board, the people who really fucked with Moon Knight are people who are a bit maybe more familiar with his like backstory and lore, which I, you know, this is actually one of the comic book superheroes that I, I don't know a ton about, um, which was also exciting in that way. And I also like, you know, I was so not very into the show. I didn't even watch any like, you know, like uh, EA Voss, New Rockstar stuff. Like I just kind of couldn't. I couldn't care less. I don't know. I couldn't care less about this one.
0: What a glowing review. I know. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you overall. Um it was a big bummer because I think that pilot episode, um I follow Diedrich Bader on Twitter and he said he was like the best pilot he had ever seen. I don't think it was that good. That's
1: <laughs> insane to me. Has That's he right. seen Legion? Has That's anyone what he likes this show. Seen he liked Legion? It. That's <laughs> that's crazy
0: yeah we'll get into the legion of it all later on for sure
1: please
0: um but yeah i thought the pilot was pretty good not great but i thought it was engaging enough um i'm much more intrigued by the character of Stephen grant than i am mark Spector, so i like that it opened up with him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i liked that the show in that pilot didn't seem too concerned with like pulling a fast one on you it was very much like this is what you know so far. We're going to kind of like guide you into this series. It's a man named Stephen Grant who handcuffs himself to his bed every night and puts sand around his bed to make sure that he can be aware if he left or not because he thinks he's a sleepwalker. Compelling. I'm into it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, his accent is ridiculous, but
1: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what you What you mean, love? What are you saying?
0: <laughs> um, But for the most part, I enjoyed it. It was enough intrigue. And as I said, I think the main part of why I liked the pilot was that the show wasn't trying to, like, pull the wool over your eyes. Because I do think that that was a problem later on in the series. It was using its twists and turns to be like, can you believe this is happening? But instead, I felt like, do you not want to tell me what's happening? Because it doesn't seem like you also know. It seemed very much like, we're going to throw you twists because Stephen's confused, but really it was just more confusing in general. And it didn't seem like the thought of the entire plot was really well thought out or well constructed enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think so much of like my issue with the show can be kind of summed up with like, not that I'm too far ahead, but like it's like ultimate twist, which there is this third personality. And like in episode four, you know that there's a third personality Honestly, by episode three or like two, you know th- there's one yeah. because there's he's- something he's he blacks out and yeah. and none, neither of the of the personalities know what's going on. And then you get the third sarcophagus when he's in the hospital scene. And then at the end of the show, I guess maybe the twist is more so like Conchu is pulling a fast one. He's like, I released two out of three of the personalities. Like maybe that's what we're getting at. But if the twist is supposed to be like, can you believe it? A third personality. It's just like, yeah, Yeah. I can believe it. You told me for like three hours that there's another one. It's not interesting anymore. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, and I feel like that like sums up so many of like what this show's like twists and turns are. Where it's just like, no, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, it's not really that crazy anymore. I'm sorry.
0: Right, right, and it's a bummer because the show is really hinging on like two major plot points. Figuring out the Mark spector Stephen Grant situation. And then yeah. trying to get Kancho to help defeat Ahmet by way of Haro. So mm. they're really dealing with like these two pretty crazy and involved situations. But they're not doing, I think, a really good job focusing on either situation. I think right. because they have to marry these two giant conflicts they're not marrying very well. It's like oil and water. It's like they're having difficulty getting you interested enough in one thing to also be interested in the second thing. I would be much more into it if it was more of just a psychological thriller when you're trying to figure out, well, how is this Mark Grant connected to Kanju and how did that happen? And all of, you know, yeah. that plot line, which is really just backstory to this greater battle, which seems very intense they tell you multiple times Ahmet is gonna come and she's gonna kill you know half of people any person who eventually yeah. will do a bad thing she's gonna kill him now before they even get the chance and that's a pretty terrifying thought but by the time that that was starting to happen i'm like i don't know the threat didn't seem that scary to me which is a problem
1: <laughs> no i those, the stakes of the show are everywhere like yes. you know there's the like the stakes of like what's happening it's like yeah there's this like you know thanos like god figure who is going to do some kind of grand gesture to kill you know a certain number of people to even things out for everyone else and then like you know there's the personal stakes between Oscar uh, Isaac's split personality but like again i just feel like they they almost like get ahead of themselves too much with all of it where like even when you learn about when you like, uh, when you go to the asylum right after they get shot, and you see the VHS tape of of like maybe where the Stephen Grant personality came from, which is from like this old like adventurer story uh, that that like he, that Mark probably watched when he was a kid. At this point, like we as the audience are putting it together. It's like okay, so Mark is the OG personality, and Stephen Grant is the is the one that's made up. And then the show goes at great lengths. To reveal it to us, I'm like, it's not, I'm not, like, that smart. It's just obvious, like, (laughs) because you told me. Am I not supposed to listen to the the information you're giving me? And then, like, even when they get to, like, they go to great lengths to explain Mark Spector's trauma. And at this point, I'm just kind of like, he is not so irredeemable where I need this. Like, he's not such a piece of shit where I'm just like, he had a bad mom. That's why he's like this. It's like, no. And then it's just like, well, no, it's uh, Stephen Grant's a trauma response to his like abusive family. And it's like, I don't It's like, it's like on paper, that sounds kind of cool, but it just did not. I don't, the emotional weight of it, like the punch is all the way taken out by the time it gets to me. Sure. You sure. Know? At least that's how, that's how I felt. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It was really helpful that they did in episode four tell you. His mom passed away two months ago, and that's when he went Stephen Grant full-time, because he couldn't yeah. really deal with the fact that his mom had died, and he hadn't had any closure with his mom. And so Stephen Grant came out, and that's why he's been living in London for, like, two months. And that, like, they kept saying it was a shitty apartment, and I guess it kind of looks shitty, but it also kind of looks really cool. It's pretty
1: nice, so yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't know why everyone's digging on this apartment. Um, he
1: gets paid so much to be a, uh, uh, what is a museum gift? <laughs> A guy gift shop like, guy. I mean, I guess he has like Mark Spector money. I don't know, but yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a little silly.
0: A little silly, but yeah,
1: silly.
0: I I appreciated that little bit of information because I did need that to understand, like, well, why has he been living as Stephen Grant? Because we are kind of led in that first episode to believe that Stephen is the primary. Like yeah. that kind of is like alluded to in the first episode, but after the first episode, it's not a thing it's pretty obvious
1: (laughs) it's pretty obvious it's like oh that's the twist that's the other one (laughs) Stephen Grant's like made up yeah
0: right so or it's
1: like you know uh, sorry go ahead go ahead i was just saying or maybe they they from the beginning have been splitting it full time you know sure sure yeah
0: um but i thought it was i don't think it's a twist i just i guess i don't know enough about did or you know i'm not a psychologist to understand all of the trauma responses. But I thought it was odd that Mark Grant, as a child, created a happy version who never has to deal with the trauma and didn't decide to just, like, live there. It, it's weird to me that, like, he chose to go back to the Mark Spector version of himself and deal with the abuse and trauma instead of not, like, really relying on the Stephen Grant <clears throat> side more more so because mark said i created you so you could be happy and i get that but it's like well then why didn't you just like live in stephen grant more of the time why didn't you like slowly transition into being stephen grant so then once you were old enough you could fully get away i'm not saying that's the healthy thing to do but i thought it was interesting that mark grant he was still or mark specter he was still mark most of the time because Obviously, leading up to him being in the army and then after yeah. the army being an assassin, you know, he was living as Mark and then until he met Concho. But I guess he had kind of thrown Stephen Grant away at a certain point in his life. But it was just interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people who deal with DID want to stay in like the happy persona more often. So yeah. that was kind of surprising to me because he's been both... People for so long. It was just a weird reveal to be like, no, you're the one that gets to just be happy instead of trying to do like a switcheroo where he gets to be happy and he only brings out the persona to deal with the trauma. Yeah. I thought it was a little strange.
1: I think it's all like a little strange. Like, you know, like I feel like Mark, again, I also don't know a ton about DID, so like, you know, I don't want to talk too much out of my ass, but like, you know, he doesn't, like, Mark as a character doesn't seem so quirky that he would even have, like, an ultimate persona. And also the, the like, when one is inhabiting... I guess it's only recently that when one inhabits the other, the other one's kind of stuck in, like, the, the sunken place, almost. That's, like, a recent thing that's happening, right?
0: It, yeah, it seems like it. Okay.
1: Because I'm going to say, if that's been the whole time, then it's just like, so then what is going on? But I guess one kind of goes to sleep the other one gets happy. But it's not like Mark Spector gets any, like, residual happy juice from when Stephen Grant's piloting the ship, you know? like. Mm-mm. I don't know, like, it's, it, all, it like, it, it it checks out, like, it, like, narratively fits into place, but it just doesn't, like, necessarily, like, have impact. Like, I don't, like, I just, like, I just don't buy it. Like, I don't know. Right. It's, it's weird.
0: Right. It would have made way more sense to me to have Steven be the one who's, like, psychologically traumatized. And Mark creates this new version of himself that he's created this other thing to deal with the trauma, and he just gets to be happy. But he did it like the inverse. And that's fine. It works for the story. But strange.
1: I think it's hard when they try and tackle, like, when they actually give the the runway to exploring the split personality of it all, they also at the same time are exploring the afterlife and being insane in the afterlife and then being in your own perception in the afterlife and then being in the actual afterlife where it's, like, really sandy and then dealing with God (laughs) stuff. So it's like... Nothing's really getting, like, that much a lot of time, whereas, like, you know, something in in Legion, which I think is going to keep coming up because (laughs) it is the other insane superhero, literally insane, Uh you know, it's, like, they do such a good job of, like, kind of feeling, like, disordinate and, like, scattered and crazy, but it also, like, kind of is, like, narratively funneled. And they also, like, know when to... I think the real artful thing that Legion does is that it, like, is a very patient show. Yes, It's very much, it's like, and now we reveal this. And you're like, I didn't know, like, you know, or it's just like, I was like three reveals behind. Like, I had no idea. And it's always like, it's just very like well crafted. Whereas I think this show, it's, it's, I'm very thankful, but also kind of confused that it's only six episodes. I'm like, I think maybe it could have like taken more of its time or it should have been faster. Yeah. So I didn't have to think about any of this bullshit. Like, <laughs> you know, it just should have been like, like rapid fire, like cinema. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree. It could have either been like a four part miniseries where each episode's like hour 20, hour 30, or sure. yeah, like flex it out over like the course of eight or 10 episodes. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think the main difference, I mean, there are lots of differences between Legion and Moon Knight.
1: Yeah, they're not necessarily trying to be the same show, right. but there's just there is there it's begging Absolutely. some level of like conversation. Yeah,
0: and I think Legion benefits because it's not a first person narrative show. It's not like you're in David's head as you're going through the series, but sure, you are there's a lot
1: of other stuff,
0: other stuff going on. But you are kind of learning things through David, and I felt like mm-hmm. it puts you in his headspace a lot better than Moon Knight puts you in Mark's headspace. I felt like Moon Knight, it was more of like looking through a picture book where you were like learning the story of Mark Spector. I don't feel like I was supposed to be confused because Steven's confused. I felt like, oh, no, yeah. I'm just like the show just kind seems of confused. confusing, but not in a good way. Yeah. Not in like a way that pays off later on.
1: Yeah. And then like, you know, I feel like a lot of it's like. You know the mechanics of like how a lot of these things work. Like we haven't talked about, you know, Ethan Hawke, his hero character, and like just like what he's trying to do, how he's doing it, and how it works. I'm like honestly, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why can't the gods just fight each other? Also, they do at one point, and yes. it is cool because it's like a big kaiju fight, and it's weird that there's two different winners between what's happening between like the people on the ground and the kaiju fight. Yes, I thought that was I thought that was strange, and I also like. I just don't I don't, and that's when the stakes I'm like I don't fucking know what's going on. Like they it's like oh yeah, we we need avatars. The only reason we can do we need avatars to do any of this stuff cuz I'm like all right, so maybe gods can't interact with the mortal realm too much. They're they're like whispers almost. They need they need a a, a mortal inhabitant to actually like have agency in our world. Mm-hmm. I buy that. Sure. But then it's like okay, then they have to like but only Avatars can trap them in the stone and you can only be in this place. And then you got to crack the thing to release the thing. Now we got to put them back in the thing and we just kind of put them on a shelf that's underground. It seems safe to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of like, I. It, it, they just. And like, that's the stuff where I'm like, I would love more time maybe explaining what's going on here. And you just like keep going. When he gets like the little thing and puts it into his Walking King and it turns into a scepter, I'm like, so did they release that character is like no not yet it's like so what did he do <laughs> he made his his cane cooler i'm like great cool great i don't cool. know like cool what is his power what's the purple magic what is it? <laughs> is it just like what is i don't know like
0: yeah is is the purple magic coming from the souls that Amit's killing is he getting the purple magic the more people that are killed, the That'd stronger they can't. That'd be sick if they said the it. Can- right. Right, right,
1: right. That's a great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. I wish I – hope, I hope you're right. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Could Kanchu and Ahmet only fight because their avatars were fighting? Like if their yeah. avatars are not interacting with other avatars, does it mean that they can't physically interact?
1: Hard to say. And there's I don't know. it's it's just weird. And like so many other it's like it's like, am I gonna like call out every like beam of magic in like an MCU's thing? No, but also like everything is explained. Like, you know, the Doctor Strange can do magic stuff because he he pulls energy from the multiverse and he conjures it into spells. Like, that's explained. Right. Loki does magic stuff where it's like he doesn't really shoot beams ever, but he like conjures things. But I think I think the reasoning that they learn in Loki is that he's also like pulling things from like the multiverse as well, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like or, like, he, like, goes into, like, pocket realities and does things. Like, it's just, like, you know, a lot of these things have, like, cool, you know, fairly brief explanations. And then, like, you know, when I get stuff like this, I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's, like, always, like, with the Harry Potter movies, I never really vibed with, like, at one point, it just turns into them, like, sniping each other with, like, beams. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, what is, like, what is it? Because <laughs> everything else, like, has so many explanations and reasonings. But then when it gets to, like, they have to fight, it's like. We gotta make it look cool, so I don't know. They shoot they shoot beams and they don't need to say spells anymore. Nope. Like, Sweet. So they have guns.
0: <laughs> they have guns.
1: That's just what it's <laughs> just what it is. Little like, little wooden guns. Little wooden guns.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the magic of it all was really glossed over and which was a bummer because I love like the Tomb Raider games. And I felt uh-huh. like Tomb Raider games do a better job of explaining like Egyptian mythology and powers better than this show did. And as soon as they were getting into like the tombs and you know like that underground meeting chamber, I was like, "Oh, cool! This is going to be great." But yeah, a, it seemed like it was cool. Right, it seemed yeah. like it was cool. But but a, I thought the show was shot too dark. I think the show is just too dark. Most of the time. Yeah. Which is also a bummer Mm -hmm. that it just didn't look, it didn't like pop in the dark scenes at all. It was like a pretty flat base of color. And then two, they get into meeting all of the different avatars, which I think is really cool. But they made a point to say like, this doesn't happen very often. And all of the people seemed to be like, I don't know how many nationalities are based in this because Mark Spector... Is American, I think. Um,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah, Mark is. Yeah, he's 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 Jewish American, right? Right. Like,
0: so yeah. he's over here, and you don't really get to know a lot of the Avatars very personally. But it was kind of like it seemed like a big deal that they were all together, and I understand like a crisis is happening, but then
1: yeah, it just and I mean like they yeah, and Konju's like he's on the outside, like yeah. they don't really like Kanju that much, yeah,
0: right. But it also seemed. They made a big point of, like, this doesn't happen very often. We only congregate mm. every so often. Um, but then it was like they all live there. It was like they all have, like, lofts off of that space. Because anytime they needed to be there, they were there, like, instantly. And I'm Pretty like, dudes, why don't that. you just, like, stay here and figure out this problem? <laughs> because you know a problem's going on. Why do you keep, like, leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back? Like, clearly there's a crisis happening.
1: <laughs> just also, like, stay in the room they, and figure it out. What do they do? Like, what do they do? Like, what does is, what is their organization of Egyptian god avatars, like, do?
0: Yeah, I guess they just Besides make joint just decisions come together? to put people in statues. They're like, all I right, get, like, we're a trial now. We have to figure out what we want to do with Conchu. We'll put him in a statue.
1: That, I feel like that should be just one of your many jobs. Yes. You know? like And, like, you know, the other ones, like Conchu uh, and, the, and the alligator lady, whose name escapes me. Uh, Amit. Um, <laughs> Amit. They, you know, like, it's explained what they want. You know, Kanju's just like, I want to, I'm super into vengeance, that's my thing. And Ame, it's just like, I'm super into balance, that's my thing. And the other ones are just like, even the hippo lady are like, alright, so she's into being uh, under in the underworld and doing stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And she's true. great. I like her. I like. I think she's she's cute. She's a funny little guy.
0: I like her too. Yeah. Yeah. Tarawet. But it's weird that she's like the god of like motherhood and fertility, but it's like, Why are you stuck on this death boat? What's going on here? Why are
1: you like? Why are you stuck on this death boat? Why isn't there like a different? What's the like the? What's the dog one? What's the guy holding the scales? What's his name?
0: Mm. Is it Osiris? Is that who you're thinking of?
1: Yeah, I think so. But isn't he like the the guy in the underworld? Isn't he the one who should be there?
0: Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, people are probably shouting at us, but that's okay. (laughs) We'll continue to talk.
1: People, you are
0: allowed to shout at us and say, you don't know these gods. <laughs> um, I
1: don't know my Egyptian gods that well, to well. be honest.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was another thing, uh, going back to the death boat. During that entire episode, where we're, like, very easily being told, like, Stephen is the person that was made up. yeah, But Mark is, like, so set on him not finding out and not seeing the trauma. To me... I was like, don't you guys know that there's, like, a timer running? <laughs> and you're supposed to be figuring this out? Mark, you gotta tell him. Like, the timer is gonna run out. The whole point is for you to figure your stuff out. Steven's actively yeah. trying to. And I know Mark is trying to keep him safe because if Steven knows, then what's the point of Steven anymore? Right. But still. Just wild. Wild episode. Yeah,
1: they're really, they're really taking their time there.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah,
1: and then... <sighs> I, I was almost hoping that, like, uh, what is it? Um, Layla's character would just become the next Moon Knight. At one point, I'm like, yeah, fuck these nerds. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was, tr- and it's like, it's like not, it, it, and it, I guess it's a twist that it's like, Kanchu was like, I'm not talking about her also. I was talking about your other personality. It's like, is that a twist? Because it just seems like you said pretty directly that you wanted to make her your avatar in, like, episode two. Yes, I don't know. That's just... Lying now, which is like, I mean, characters can lie, I guess. But like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, agreed. I thought it was really cool that Layla took stand and said, you know, I'm not becoming like an indentured servant to you. I I don't want to do that. It's, you know, my body, my choice moment for her. But Stephen and Mark got to know Tarouette on the boat, the hippo lady. And yes, they got to meet her and hang out with her. And get to know that she's pretty cool. Layla, on the other hand, really didn't have any interaction with her at all. And then as soon as she comes along, she was like, well, how about me? You want to be my avatar? And Layla's like, sure, I guess. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Why not? What? Yeah.
0: Why did she choose to become her avatar so quickly? I just, that part was like very rushed.
1: Because she sounded, she sounded nice, I guess. Yeah. She, she, and like that scene too, where like, I don't know, she's like, talking in her outer like the, the seat like again like there's just stuff where i'm like it just doesn't really add up like <clears throat> sometimes the gods need to like literally talk through the avatars <clears throat> but other times they can just be in the space in their god form right there's one point where conchu just goes up to all those avatars in the last episode and is talking to them i'm like why do we do the thing where you made mark specter go in there and you like yelled through his body right right <clears throat> like, you don't need that you don't need that so why are we doing this yeah, r- i don't get it <laughs> right right and don't and he can just go anywhere most of the time anyway until he can't <laughs> like i don't it's just a little silly
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean did layla look sweet in that awesome avatar outfit yeah, it was cool. Did, I like that suit. Did I like the scene where she told that little girl? She was like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" And she was like, "Yeah." I thought that was pretty I like cool. That too. Into that, she's one of
1: the better parts of the show, I think. Layla. Yeah, I like her.
0: Yeah, I like her too. Although, in that, uh, I think it's the third episode when they go to talk to her old friend to try to get yeah uh, the artifact. Or like the mm-hmm. the paper that will give them the map to the artifact. Yeah, not intimidated by those men at all. Gotta say, <laughs> like they show up no. and they're playing some like weird polo game. I know it's not polo. Oh yeah, something that scene else. was weird. Yeah, but I'm like, the danger is supposed to be like at a ten, and I'm thinking it's more of like at a four. I just didn't yeah. quite by a lot of the danger that they were telling me was dangerous. I'm like, you gotta make it feel dangerous. Even I remember that
1: scene. I remember being like, why are they doing this again? Like, why are they doing any of this? Like, I don't know. And that's like the like the national treasure of it all, where it's just like, we found a clue that we uncovered, and we have to go here. It's like, oh, well, now we have to kind of do some, like, sneaky stuff to talk to this guy make this happen. And it's like, yeah, it's just not really... It's just like a means. it's just an A to a B, an A to a B. Like, it just doesn't feel very, like, genuine. Like, it doesn't feel like they're they're solving an issue to me, you know? Right. Because it's just so easily attained. Right. Um, I also think for the most part, the CGI in the show is really not good. And I'm, like, very surprised that that's the case. Yeah. Because I think the CGI in all the other shows are pretty – all the other Marvel Fair is like, pretty good. I don't even think – I don't even like the Moon Knight costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even like i'm it's like it looks sad fucking thing. shitty yeah yeah it looks awful i think there's like one shot in like the last episode where he's like outside in the desert and like the lighting's like properly like lit on his suit i'm like this looks pretty cool mm-hmm. but like like the like the hood doesn't fall correctly it's like it's like a helmet almost like yeah just, i don't like it i like the mr knight outfit more because i do going too. on. yeah i'm like oh it looks fun
0: yeah it it's harder to fail it's more basic, so yeah. easier to replicate for sure. Right. Yeah, the the CGI definitely looked like a kids show to me. It I think so. Yeah, it kind of looked I don't have any like specific references in mind, but it did kind of give me like low budget CGI vibes, which doesn't really m- marry with the subject matter and <laughs> what's going on in this plot. You would think, and I wonder too, if that's why they kept the show so dark—is to like maybe
1: to kind of hide some of it,
0: yeah, or like hammer home, like no, this is
1: serious. (laughs) It could be that. I mean, like you know, I I feel like it feels more kind of in line with like the Netflix Marvel shows, like the like the Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, Mm -hmm. um, like the Defenders style. Like I feel like it almost like kind of coexists more in that realm, and that stuff always felt a bit more like. You know, it's from a different time. Like, you know, it's from a while ago now, like five or six years ago. But, like, it did feel a bit more, like, lower budget just compared to the movies. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like the Marvel shows, like, a lot of the times, like, they don't feel lower budget for the most part. Like, they feel kind of just, like, extensions of the movies. Like, I think they only feel lower budget because it's like, well, they're not doing as, like, they're not usually going to, like, space and doing crazy shit. But, like, the Loki show looks as good... As a Marvel movie, for the most part, like, maybe, like, pared down a little bit, but... Right. Like, pretty good still, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think, too, like, with the Loki show, the colors seemed a lot richer, but it also seemed a lot dirtier, which is a good thing. You need that if you're going to make CGI into a show. And I guess... Yeah. In the afterlife, you would have less of a reason to make it, like, dirty, because it is the afterlife... Mm. Um like the reed scene, like the the heaven, the paradise of it all. Right. It looked pretty, but it did look very fake. And yeah. I think it's just because it wasn't rendered to have like enough like shadow going on at the same time. It just looked very flat to me.
1: Yeah, it looked like he was lit like, you know, on the sound stage. They put a big yellow light on him. <laughs> yeah. And then they, you know, put in a bunch of reeds and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the special effects just didn't have a lot of, like, depth. I think, the, like, the, one of the more egregious ones that I saw, and it and it was, like, in the first episode, which really, you know, did not set it up for success, yeah. was, uh, the, when he's in the, is it Cupcake Van? I think so. Going down the mountain. And, like, that, I really like that scene. Like, there's a lot of promise in that first episode, uh, which I thought was going to be the weakest of the bunch, and it turns out to be maybe one of the better ones. Yeah. But, uh... You know, like, there's, like, a scene... It's, like, the scene where it's, like, going down that mountain. I just remember, like, so much, like, the logs getting in front of it. I was, like, this looks, like, not very good. Like, it looks not so good. And, like, it's, like, maybe they're just kind of biting off more than the budget can chew. I don't know. But, like... Yeah, it just, like... It just really stands out because they're they're trying to do some pretty big stuff. And I just don't think that their budget can really, like, catch up to it. Mm -hmm. I also, like... I I don't know. I feel like he he moon nights far less than... I. Thought he was going to.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely just Mark or Steven most of the time.
1: Yeah, which is like, I feel like a lot of the times, like, I don't really care about stuff like that. Like, I feel like a lot of people always complained in, like, some of the Iron Man movies, like, he's barely Iron Man in it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I like seeing Robert Dunn Jr. do stuff. Yeah, but
0: Uh, that's the thing with Iron Man. He's, like, Iron Man pretty much all the time. He doesn't really need the suit to be Iron Man. Like, he's that person all the time.
1: Right. I am Iron Man.
0: Yeah, he is Iron Man.
1: (laughs) He is Iron Man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, in this, like, you know. And then when he does become Moon Knight, like, it, it never, like, pops off hard enough where I'm like, this is crazy. It's always like, ah. He's so it's like he's almost like he's like too good at fighting where it's just like well he can't he can't can't like get hurt or die or anything yeah so I guess the only like stakes in those fight scenes is just like is Stephen Grant gonna like English goofball into the (laughs) scene and make and then I'm like I don't want that either it's so lame like it's it's just it's weird
0: yeah I mean on paper I do love the idea of. This being an origin story, but he's already been the superhero for a long time. And so it's like his second yeah. persona figuring out that he's a superhero and kind of like trying to deal with that. I think that's an interesting idea. But I agree with you that Steven doesn't really get the reins very often. You're you're seeing pretty quickly that like some other person is going to take advantage of the body every single time. Yeah. Like no one's going to let Steven die. So right. the stakes are pretty low from the get. And especially with this like blackout thing going on where they're like did you do it? do you did you do it? No. It's like okay. Well clearly he's never going to be in any real danger. Yeah. I guess until Harrow shoots him, but even then it was yeah, just kind Yeah, he just but like, just
1: comes back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's and I, I don't know, I guess like in a lot of superhero movies like it's it's foolish to think like you know we didn't watch like uh you know, you watch Shang-Chi, and they're like, I wonder if they kill Shang-Chi in this one. <laughs> you know, it's like, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, the, the, the stakes of it is just all just kind of everywhere. I also like, I don't really, I just don't understand the like, the asylum in the underworld thing. I I know they explain it. Mm-hmm. But then why does he go back there Like at towards the end of the show? Mm-hmm. He's not dead. I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. And Harrow's not really there. Right?
0: So, are you talking about the very end or.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know, well, no. That one, I know it's like that's a real asylum that Harrow's in. Right, right. And I, yes.
0: So, I wonder if the asylum that Harrow is in at the very end is an asylum that maybe Mark's mother was in at some point. So oh, I wonder if Mark like already had an image of that asylum in his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that was going on, if that's why he imagined an asylum. But yeah, it they ex- explained it as it was Mark's way to deal with the fact that he was dead. He like created a false reality, yes, to make him feel a little bit more alive. But mm-hmm. in this reality, he's I was going to say an inmate, but that's wrong. A patient.
1: <laughs> At- <laughs> hey sometimes it's one of the same i mean you know? he
0: f- he felt like he was trapped for sure
1: yeah he was an inmate i think in this one yeah <laughs> yeah
0: um but i guess i i choose to believe the show didn't really tell us this explicitly that he imagined an insane asylum because steven was trying to reckon with the fact of like who is this smart guy how do i get rid of him sure and mark was trying to figure out how can i not lose Stephen because sometimes I feel like I really need him. How do I yeah. keep him at arm's length? And then of course like this third personality is also there, also trying to deal with the fact like I also want out. I only get out every yeah. once in a while. Can you just let me out because I can probably figure this out for you too knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah, I do some
1: cool, cool stuff for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So Something real badass.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like once he figured out once he, like, fixed his hearts, or whatever, and had gotten, yeah. like, both killed, and also sent to paradise, and then they come back, and then they go through the door. Yeah, why did they end up going back to the asylum at, at another Cause point? Because
1: there's the scene where they're like, oh yeah, Har-, like, you know, Harrow's there, it's like his feet's bleeding, so it's like, yeah. reality's breaking, it's like... Why right. did Harrow send them to that? Well, like Harrow doesn't know that that's what their underworld perception is. Right. Right. You know? Unfortunately, I do like Ethan Hawke's performance as therapist Harrow more than as Cult Leader Harrow. This guy. Cult Leader Harrow. <laughs> I think he's I think he's a lot more fun <laughs> in yeah. the other role. But
0: I also felt like the fact that Kanju had used Harrow to the point where Harrow was so you know just like over and jaded with dealing with the gods why would he be so interested in pulling Amit from like why are you trying to be another avatar again when all you're doing is complaining all the time about being conscious (laughs) avatar wouldn't you think you'd be like i'm gonna walk away from this life
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm free now i think i'm good (laughs) i guess because he just he because again because the the issue wasn't that like well, it was, it's it's hard to parse out because yeah, he he says he's like I, he got used to the point of just like abuse by Conjure, and then he was like out. But then he's like, I guess he just believes in, um, the other gods' philosophy mm-hmm. more than the other one. Like, he's just like, why well, I kind of vibe with what she's saying. Got it. More. Yeah. You know, it's like okay. <laughs> They both seem, none of these gods seem, like, that cool to hang out with. Like, I don't think they'd be fun at a party, um, but whatever. Well,
0: I liked that one god, the god of love, who was like, "Conchu, remember, we could be together. And like, that That god just seems we could, like... We could smash. Yeah, wants to, wants to fuck, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely trying, trying to bang.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. the fact that... Haro, too, was banking so strongly. Like, how did he know that Ahmet wasn't going to come and kill him? Was he trying to become the Avatar because he knew if Ahmet ever got out that he was likely going to die? So he was using Ahmet and being the Avatar. I was like, well, she won't judge me because I'm I'm her Avatar. So she needs me to stay in this role. I mean... Because it seemed like he, he seemed like also he- could have been easily killed.
1: He seemed like he was down i mean he was just like i'm doing this as penance but he's like all right you gotta kill me i get it and you know he's probably like playing it up because he's like nah there's no way she'll do it mm-hmm. but then it also seems like her rules are a bit pretty loose <laughs> about like what the grand plan she's like well you know i'm gonna let this one slide because you did release me it's like all right so like what who gives a fuck about any of this anymore <laughs> right like, why do i care about why do i need to care about this like, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just, I feel like the whole point I'm watching the movie, I'm watching the show, and it's just trying to be, like, the show's trying to be, like, isn't it cool to talk about this, like, hero that's crazy? I'm, like, I guess, but I just, I've seen it done better. I don't know. Absolutely. And, like, and like Legion, like, has a point. It has clear stakes, and it, like, ramps up to it in three seasons, you know? Like, clear stakes.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: clear. Clear. I have got quotes for the listeners. <laughs> maybe it's not the most clear, but I've seen it a lot, so it's clear to me.
0: Right, right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think Harrow is an interesting character for sure. I wish we could have maybe gotten more into his backstory, and it would have been cool to maybe see yeah. what Conchu did to him and what it was like when he was the Avatar, because I did find Ethan Hawke in this role to be interesting. But also, I think we got to his character too late. It was like, oh no, he's this way because of this. And I'm like, well, that sounds interesting. I want to hear why he's yeah. this way. But instead, you're just right. telling me why he's this way. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are.
1: Here we are with just this.
0: Yeah. I do think Kanchu looked cool. I think maybe out of the entire show, Khonshu was very, very cool. Um. Yeah, and I liked F. Murray Abraham in that role. Although I do think that they were probably modulating his voice to some degree because it didn't quite sound like F. Murray Abraham to me. But I enjoyed yeah, it. They had
1: to godify him yes. a little bit, you know, boom it up. Um. Yeah, I really, I really like the design of Kanshu. I really like in like the beginning episodes where you had there's some really fun camera work that happens where it's like you know marks in the mirror of everything and Stevens and like the actual action and stuff. And they're interacting with each other. There's like that scene that's at the end of the first episode where they're like in the bathroom and that monster's coming and like, they're both backing up. But like you have like Mark, like being doing totally different stuff in the mirror, trying to talk to Steven. I'm like, Oh, this is like all really cool. And then like Steven has to like surrender to like let him do that. But it's just like that happens like too many times where it's just like, like, in the second episode, when, like, Steven's like, holding out all hope of, like, doing his Moon Knight stuff and refusing to give Mark the body, and then he just does it. It's just, like, I wish this happened, like, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't want to watch this, like, completely incapable character continue to be incapable. You know? Like, I, I'd rather see characters kind of be, like, be incapable until they can, like, actually be capable. And I just feel like with Steven there's so much where it's just, like... This guy fucking sucks. And then and then eventually he's like, oh his intellect is his is his power. And it's like, that's cool. But then by the end of the show he can do nunchuck stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah,
0: he seems like a yes. really like stupidly good fighter at the end. And it's like, but how?
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like suit? is the logic I don't know. I think, well, there's like this scene where it's like he's like oh, fending yes. off the sand bodies on the on the ship, and he's like, if you know it, then I know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And then it's like okay, so then if Mark can also like know crazy knowledge stuff like Steven, then it seems like perhaps there is no point <laughs> to your split, right? <laughs> you right. Know? Especially in your adulthood, go through th- you could I think you could process your trauma pretty good now. Um yes. I don't know.
0: I don't think you need the second version anymore.
1: Yeah, and maybe you know I get like maybe that's not how you know that's not how DID works. I imagine I think that's like a a thing you're kind of stuck with. Yeah irregardless but
0: I mean I know in yeah. United States of Terra she is very sad to say goodbye to her, her alters she's hesitant to say goodbye because she does yeah. love them so right. he does love Steven
1: yeah I mean I like I think it's sweet when he's just like you're my superpower I'm like that's cute <laughs> I don't think it's very earned right? But <laughs> I, I think it's a cute sentiment it's cute yeah. yeah.
0: Um, do you watch Doom Patrol at all?
1: I watched the first episode and really liked it, and then I never like picked it back up. But I, I like that. Sh- I really like that first episode, and I know it's still going, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they dropped a season. Gosh, maybe at the beginning of this year, maybe at the end of last year. So yeah, it's, like it's still chugging along. I think it was the third season that dropped. Yeah, good for them. Third or fourth, but I think it's third. But yeah, there's a character in that named Jane. Who, her character is so cool. Because her character has DID, and every single one of her alters also has a different superpower,
1: which is cool. Oh yeah, that is cool. But also,
0: she was manifested by a younger girl, Kay, who went through some pretty bad family trauma, and when they do go back to that realm, they do kind of like look through memories, very similar to like Legion. And so, yeah, like, this show, I was like, oh, you're trying to do, like, the cool Jane stuff from Doom Patrol, you're trying to do the cool David stuff from Legion, and yeah. yeah, just, Just figure it out. I think it was, like, mostly on the page. I think the pages just needed to be better.
1: Yeah, a lot of just, like, story stuff not really hitting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, I definitely think that, like, you know, the budget was not where the story really wanted to go. And, yeah, I do think from the page, there's a lot of things that are just, like, kind of glossed over. And it's not, like, a, like, rambunctious, like, Indiana Jones, like, adventure. Like, it's not as bombastic to kind of, like, allow me as the audience to kind of, like, not think about too much of this other stuff. Like, it spends just the right amount of time in these places that I have a lot of questions and get really confused. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I do think if it had like a bit more rapid fire pacing, that could be more forgivable. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I'd watch a second season of it, you know, like I, I would like to check it out. I think there's like, I, the optimist to me is just like, all right, well they got enough of this kind of like setup stuff where it's like, maybe if they hit the ground running on the next season, I would, I would find it more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, I was definitely like let down, I also feel like a lot of the, like, lead-up to the show, it's, like, it's really dark and, like, serious. I'm like, it's not that fucking dark, man, like. No. It's not that fucking serious, man. No. We just saw Doctor Strange, Ultimate First Madness. No spoilers, but that's a dark that's movie. That's dark. That movie's fucked up. Super dark. <laughs> that movie is cool.
0: <laughs> Agreed.
1: Yeah, so it's, like, I don't know, guys, like. I don't think this is even as, like, dark or serious as, like, uh, like Daredevil or anything, you know? Not, and I don't need that. Like, I like a lighthearted romp. Don't get me wrong. I love sure. The Hawkeye show, I loved. And that, that show is, like, Christmas cinnamon tea. I don't know. It's fun.
0: <laughs> See, that is the only uh, Marvel show that I haven't watched yet. And I haven't finished What If? But I've started What If?
1: Yeah, what if, what if? is pretty mid for the most part.
0: I was happy to have watched at least that first episode of What If?
1: Uh, that first one's that cool. That was cool. Did you get to the Doctor Strange one?
0: No, I think that's next up. I think I'm like
1: two episodes in, Robbie. Like I don't think I'm okay, very yeah, far. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think the Doctor <laughs> Strange sure one is maybe where you three were. or four. I think it's coming up.
1: That means you saw the the Black Panther one. Though,
0: I did. Right? I did.
1: That's one of my favorite ones. That one's really good. It's great. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, um, I'm and digging the Doctor that. Doctor Strange okay.
1: one's good too. Yeah, there's so it's good. I just think like the animation. Sometimes I'm like the animation's really good. Other times I'm like it looks ter- terrible
0: hmm why
1: <laughs> like when they talk i'm like why do they talk like this
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's i have not watched uh the clone wars i've seen that like first season of that clone wars that wasn't what clone wars became
1: oh like the movie yeah i've seen that yeah but
0: heath has watched all of clone wars and then i've watched the bad batch and i love the bad batch
1: bad batch is cool it is great you would like uh you would like rebels as well i
0: think i would but yeah. yeah, I think Rebels <laughs> is
1: a bit is a bit better than Clone Wars, but Clone Wars, like, I, I someone posted a list that was just like, this is the the trim the fat order. Mm-hmm. You watch Clone Wars and you probably find it on Reddit or something. And it is, to me, like, the only way to watch the show because there's so many episodes. There's just, like, the droids are on an adventure. And I'm like, I'm fucking good. <laughs> I don't, need, no, this. Thank I don't you. need this shit. But then once you get into the later season, it, it's, like, more and more just, like, these episodes. And, like, the last season of Clone Wars, like, really hits i also remember not really liking that art style but it really growing on me yes. but i also think it had to find itself a yes. little bit you know because yeah watching
0: the bad remember, batch it's like yeah. i love this but also it looks silly
1: <laughs> yeah bad batch is also another show where i had to close my blinds a lot to watch it that show was very so dark dark like just literally dark yeah yeah
0: yeah the only time that it was possible to watch the last episode of moon Knight uh yesterday was in the daytime. Yeah. And we do have blackout blinds, yeah. but they're such a hassle to pull down. <laughs> and so Heath and I were yeah. like halfway through the episode. And I'm like, we're just going to have to deal with this, I think.
1: We're in Claire's apartment. She gets a lot of good light in there. Uh-huh. But I think I think we're good for the most part. My TV, like if you watch something at like five o'clock, the sun is is like, it's like the only time I get direct sunlight. And it's just like where all my things are positioned <laughs> just like is straight for your eyeball. Yeah. Or like bounces off the wall and like just totally fucks the TV. It's like, god damn it! Yeah,
0: good luck watching anything now.
1: Five o'clock. Yeah, but my blind, my blinds do a pretty decent job. But it's it gets pretty intense if you watch anything after after five.
0: Yeah. But yeah, with uh Moon Knight, I've I've watched things that I've liked a lot less. So I I'll definitely watch a second season. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I I feel like we both came off like pretty, you know, not hot on it, but I do think that I I, I just have trouble like kind of talking about the things I liked about it cuz like I was so disappointed, but mm-hmm. there are things I liked about it. Like
0: Yeah, I mean just the fact that it's Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. I love those two actors. Oscar
1: Isaac is we should I feel like we should have said this earlier. I don't know if you feel the same way. I think Oscar Isaac is amazing in the show.
0: Yeah, I think he's doing everything he's that really needs to be done. In.
1: Yeah, I think that he's really good at playing these two different roles. I think he's good at like the scenes where he has to like bounce back and forth, back, back like bounce back and forth, or have a conversation with himself. Which you know they probably had to do that and like double the takes because they had to do like him being Mark and him being Steven well, and I stuff know like that, that. Like his brother, Oscar good. Isaac's
0: brother, was a stand-in. So oh, really? a lot of the time it's like body double, his brother, and they just like put Oscar's face on his face. So that's pretty cool. Like, his brother got to, like, be on set with him all the time. Yeah. Which sounds very awesome.
1: Cool. Yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Oscar Isaac's, like, really – like, I was impressed with his performance. I think he's really good. And he's just, he, he just seems really, like, clocked in and, like, doing the work, you know? Like, he seems like he really digs it. Um, Agreed. And, like, even seeing him in professional stuff, like, he seemed like he was having, like, a really good time. So – yeah i like that. that and that you know him oscar isaac being in the show did a lot of the legwork like, from beginning to the end
0: definitely i don't think ethan yeah. Hawke did poorly but yeah his his character is just so much more muted that yeah he didn't really have a lot of wiggle room to do a lot of extra stuff but he looked cool his,
1: i mean his character is pretty like two-dimensional
0: yeah definitely
1: you know i think i think he adds like a level of like gravitas and threat mm-hmm. that ethan hawk you know knows how to do but yeah i don't think he i don't think he was given a ton to work with
0: no definitely not and it's funny because like i've read that he was doing the character and he like put all this thought into it he like did a lot of like philosophy research granted like ethan hawk is a very intelligent man and so i'm sure he yeah. didn't do a lot of extra research on top of things but he was trying to play this character With all these different layers. And the last layer, I think, was like, what if Steve Jobs was evil? (laughs) It's like, okay. I I don't think any of this played on screen, but
1: No, it just seemed like Ethan Hawke had a gravelly voice to me. Right.
0: (laughs) Chris Lennon's gravelly voice.
1: If Steve Jobs was evil, it's not really, I think, what this character is about.
0: No. I don't
1: think so, I You know. It's. I mean, like Marvel's like in a weird place because like so many of the stakes of their shows has to like the th- the Thanos of it all works so well because it was like pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But then they have like characters that are kind of just doing. It's like I believe in balance through terrible means. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I've seen it. I've seen that. Before. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm am f- <I'm> familiar. <laughs> yeah, I get it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to to add? Anything that we didn't get to organically?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I hope I hope we do get another season. I feel like enough people dug it where we will. I was a little let down, but um but I would watch another one. So. Yeah. So I'd take it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watched and just like that and was not pleased that Sex and the City reboot. And if they when they do come out with their second season, I'll watch that too. So I mean, if I'm going Are they doing
1: another season? I, I watched the first episode with Claire and I was just like yikes i can't well, i can't i can't do this babe it bad <laughs> <laughs> it's so i think i actually watched like the first like two or three Oof. i think the first one i was like actually watching it with her yeah and then it's just like i'm gonna go cook food <laughs> for the other two because i was like i can't it was pretty funny to like it's fun to watch and like laugh at yes. it was like fun to watch with her because we got to like shit on it together yes um i think she listens to a podcast where they like talk like have more oh. in-depth conversations about it and i think that's probably like really fun like to to be like someone who's into sex in the city see this show it'd be terrible but like engage like engage with a lot of like content that like is talking about it sounds like a really cool time
0: yeah not for me <laughs> if it's the podcast that i think you're talking about i think it's like a writer's podcast for like the writers who wrote the show and like the creators sometimes mm-hmm. on it and i've heard it is bonkers it's a bonkers podcast you're yeah. like these people are so dumb and you get just to listen to them be dumb and make weird character decisions that they should have never made. But what can yeah, you'd you do? You
1: have to ask her about that one. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just that sh- that show's sh- wild. Yeah. And just like that, Moon Knight ended.
0: And just like that, <laughs> Stephen Grant is put Stephen back in the mix. And just like that, is British. Jake Lockley is here to slay.
1: <laughs> here to slay. <laughs> uh
0: but yeah, I gotta say, great. Oscar Isaac recently hosts Saturday Night Live, and that was a great episode. And then on Saturday, Ooh, see Benedict Cumberbatch is hosting.
1: So, Ooh, that's good too. Yeah.
0: By the time this podcast drops, that will have already happened. But go watch it on Hulu if mm-hmm. you haven't watched it yet. Because I'm sure True. it's going to be good.
1: It sounds good. I want to watch it. Yeah. But
0: all right. So we've we've made it to the end of this Cat the Grey yes. cast. Listener, thank you so much for joining us and palling around with us. We recorded this on a Thursday morning, the day after the last episode dropped. So thanks for bearing with our jumbled thoughts, but I thought we did a good job of sussing it out. Definitely a better job of assessing what I liked, what I didn't like, much better than yesterday, where I was like, who knows what we'll talk about on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening to this on any of the various apps that you can get your podcasts, feel free if you liked it to give this a like, subscribe, comment. We always love that. Um, one of the best ways for you to interact with us is on Instagram. So you can find us at story underscore screen underscore beacon, but also make sure you go to story screen to find all of the other podcasts, articles, and reviews all at your own leisure. And we do have a $5 a month members program. You get fun, weird podcasts and the occasional very good article. So feel free to check that out. See if that strikes your fancy. $5 a month, not a bad deal. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Robbie, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. (laughs) And we will catch you next time.
1: Bye. Peace.